0: Welcome back everybody to the PFFA pod. I am still Kyle McLowery, and this episode is a discussion with Sean Fogarty. We will be talking about the David Campbell Memorial and the MDA camp. Let's get right to it. Good morning Sean. Good morning. Thanks for uh, coming and talking to everybody. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. Could we start just by, I know most people know who you are, but just a little background about where you're working, how long you've been in the Bureau, sure, that sort of thing, a little bit of your background.
1: Yeah. Uh, my name's Sean Fogarty. Uh, I'm currently a C-shift traveling lieutenant. Uh, this would be year 12 in the Bureau. Huh, I spent okay. most of my time as a firefighter at 24s, and uh-huh. uh, since promoting, I've kind of bounced around a little bit.
0: Okay. So you're not at twos anymore?
1: No, I spent uh, about a year as twos uh, Kelly Relief guy, so I got to know a lot of the new folks, which is got it, really nice. Got it. And prior to
0: Portland, you had some years somewhere yeah,
1: else? about two years in Gresham and about two years in Ashland.
0: Uh, we have two topics mainly to get, get to today. Uh-huh. There's the, um, you can correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but the MDA adult retreat, some of the history there.
1: Uh, yeah, actually, um, so this is a, a very common um, mistake that people make. Everybody refers to the union camp as MDA camp. Um, and we can kind of just launch into a little bit of the history of it now. Um, it's actually it's technically called the Portland Firefighters Association Retreat for Young Adults with Muscular Dystrophy. We okay. all just call it firefighter camp or MD camp. Um, firefighter actually, camp. Okay. Yeah. And it started, uh, it's been 11 years now and it started, um, you know, with, with Alan Fershweiler union president taking the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, because back then the MDA camp, Jerry's kids, the Muscular Dystrophy Association, they used to run a camp that went till people were 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, one year, very quickly, they changed the rules uh, from capping out the campers at 21 to 18. So there was this group of campers um, that was basically kind of going to be cut off from camp earlier uh-huh. than they expected. Uh-huh. And at the time, we had, I don't know, somewhere between a dozen and 20 firefighter volunteers that would do a whole week at right. MDA camp. Uh-huh. So folks like Alan uh, Sutton, Lindquist, Waldeer, right. all these folks that have been around for, for quite a while with these campers, we're really attached to him and just kind of said, well, that's not going to stand. So mm-hmm. like I said, Alan took charge, um, And but it's always been kind of a very, very much a team effort, uh, but we split off and started under the union, our uh-huh. own, our very own, that we completely control uh, Got it. retreat for five days every year.
0: Which is why you don't call it MDA. You have to call it right. something else. We don't answer
1: to them. I mean, we respect them. They still do a lot of great work. We, yeah. you know, as a union, we obviously do a lot of fundraisers for them. This right. is not out to slam them, but right. that's the origin of the camp is that it was actually a, a big split from MDA.
0: And, you know, this is not something I'm very familiar with, so I can, sure. a lot of questions come up yeah. for me. Most people um, aren't.
1: Even our counselors that have been there for 10 years still sometimes refer to it as MDA camp. Right. So it's just a technicality. Is, is,
0: is the one still going on for the under 18? It is. They've since moved, um, oh, and there's okay.
1: almost no firefighter participation these days really? at the camp. At, we least do, from, we, at least from
0: Portland. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and, and other locals too, it's kind of diminished a little bit. And, huh. and that's just, the culture there's changed. Um, what they do at their camp has changed a little bit. Uh-huh. Um. And again, it's not out to take away from all the stuff they do. They still no. run a great camp for kids. Right, um, right. They do a lot of fundraising for research. They still do really important work. Um, so but are it's they, just I'm different.
0: I'm sorry, sorry are, they, are they funneling kids from the, that sort of age out into yeah. the far, Portland camp?
1: Yeah, I try to maintain a, a good relationship okay. with whoever the camp director is for the kids' camp. And then when they're, when they're aged out of MDA camp, um. Um, they help us reach out to them. Okay. And get them connected with us if they're interested in coming to the one once they're technically an adult.
0: so you, the only thing that really is missing there is some of that uh, longer term connection that you maybe would you know would bond as you go with the, the younger kids. a little bit, but okay. the nice
1: thing is since since we make our own rules yeah. um, to some extent, you know obviously there's insurance concerns and things like that. Yeah. Um, we are able to keep the campers there as long as they ever want to go. So, so we have um, a couple folks that have been there since the very beginning. That are still going to our camp that are so they're still doing really well health wise,
0: you know, relatively in the age they're, they're young, early twenties?
1: Um, yeah. So some are in now in their thirties, which wow. is amazing. That's awesome. Um, especially with some of the conditions that they have. Uh, again, thanks to some of the work MDA does, mm-hmm. life expectancies are getting better, treatments are getting better. Fantastic. Even for a lot of those very severe disabilities that folks deal with.
0: So where where are you guys holding the camp? It's up at Camp Arowana, uh-huh. which
1: if you're driving from Portland to uh, to Meadows or Mount Hood on twenty six. It's right before the stoplight in Welch's. So it's okay. really close. It's like an hour away. Uh-huh. And when does it happen? It is... This year will be June 19th to the 23rd. hmm And so it's five five days, four nights. Um, goes from a Wednesday to a Sunday morning. So... Um, you know, we try to impact shifts as little as possible for the volunteers mm-hmm. um, but we'll wind up this year with 25-ish campers okay and we need you know we shoot for a one-to-one ratio okay of campers to counselors and sometimes even it, we actually even need more than that right. um, just to give people relief a little bit because it can be It can be, you know, tiring work depending on who your camper is. And
0: do the uh, firefighter volunteers tend to go for the whole four days? We try to, um,
1: but, you know, people have personal lives and and shift work and, you know, uh, vacation time limits and stuff like that. So uh, sometimes we'll have people swap out halfway. All right, especially once they've been there a little bit before it's a little easier to accommodate that stuff. So.
0: so, this is a platform for you to talk to hopefully a good number of our membership. Yeah. What, what what are the needs? What do you what would you like to tell people? What do you need? What's happening? Any news? Just a general.
1: Um, a lot ask, of it's just ask of information this. that everybody can can understand what we're doing with the union as far as this I, I think probably one of our bigger charitable projects, yeah. especially that's been going on this yeah. long um and just to be proud of it you know that we're all contributing to that especially if you're contributing to the charitable fund which helps us fund it okay. um, the the biggest thing though is obviously volunteers um mm-hmm. and so we you know we try our hardest to have it 100% firefighter staffed um mm-hmm. very specifically with the female um female campers that's a little bit more of a challenge and i think mm-hmm. that's just a straight numbers game we have great yeah. uh female firefighter participation mm-hmm. there's just you know less His out feet, there yeah. so mm-hmm. Kind of is what it is. So we do have some folks that we've had relationships with uh, for a really long time that yeah. have been counselors with us. Uh-huh. Um, and so uh, we've got almost entirely male firefighter counselors. We would right. love to get even some right. some newer female firefighters involved, especially. Right. Um, but everybody's welcome. We'd love to get anybody that's interested up there for
0: even just a day to check it out, or if anybody can commit. Mm-hmm. And I want to circle back to a couple things. So this is something that not just Portland Fire, but the international has been involved with. For he said it's a long, it's a long history. Yeah, I'm not sure how long MDA and IFF has been working together. Oh, 60 years at least. Long time. So yeah. there's a lot of history in this. Yep. And of course we have a lot of history locally. Yep. As well. Um. So it's something that we want to keep going. Absolutely. We want to keep keep supporting. Um. So one of the things I had written down here is, uh, maybe, uh, maybe Kyle McClure I can't go to the camp, but. Sean's going to go, maybe I can help out. I can't work for you now that you're an officer. But trades, says not a big thing that people can help out. That's okay. huge. Yeah, yeah, thanks for
1: bringing that up. Um, that is uh, absolutely uh, one of those things that people can do to help out is is by you know helping cover shifts and stuff like that. Um, okay. Sometimes people will break up a shift into 12 and 12. Uh-huh. Um, some of the stations have been, uh, a few stations around town have always kind of been aware of that need uh-huh. and have done a really good job kind of, Um, bending over backwards to support those station members that get up there, so they'll split shifts and uh, a couple folks will will take 12 hours each um, you know with a low expectation of payback I guess we could say probably legally right
0: i Maybe don't know legally let's yeah. just let's just talk i mean like <laughs> <laughs> i'm not so worried about legally all right let's do the right things people yeah let's do, do the, right the right things thing. let's help yeah. people get up to camp uh if you yeah. can cover
1: 12 or 24 hours for anybody whatever classification you are i guarantee you there's somebody that could use that time and then right. they're not only going to be away from their family for five days of important but sometimes difficult work yeah um but they're also not gonna be dipping into their vacation time hopefully right so difficult, huge, you know, huge rewarding
0: work um yeah, maybe, and I haven't thought about this yet, maybe there's some way we can help facilitate that. I'm not sure whether it would be a way to help people communicate, just getting a message board out. Yep. I mean, we do have the, you know, ways of getting information out. Yeah. So we'll work on that, too, to see if we can just connect, connect people. Yeah, and historically, you
1: know? like I said, it's been more station-based. But um, I think, even just in my short time in the Bureau, um, we're not as rooted in one station. People move around a lot more. So we're right. kind of, we've kind of lost right. a little bit of that. Um, but, yeah, we'd love to get anything anything anybody can donate and, for their time. And whether that's being a counselor or covering a shift right. or showing up to a fundraiser, the couple that we do every year,
0: even if it's um, getting the district reps out and when they yeah. go do their, do their station visits, talking about it and see if they can get somebody's appoint person at each yep. station to do this, you know, the station organization. Yeah.
1: And, and then, so, uh, as far as, uh, organization goes on our end, myself and Ryan Sutton handle uh-huh. most of the counselor volunteer, okay. uh, lists and things and, and reach out to people. Okay. So if, um, I apologize if you've been interested, we've never talked to you about it. Um, Feel free to reach out to us like i said i'm on c-shift not mm-hmm. sure where every day currently but um don't be shy and ryan's uh kelly relief at the boats uh you can reach out to us we're both oh, you know fairly fine. easy to get a hold of uh if not like you know any of the union officers the district reps would yeah. be able to connect you to us to Perfect. help facilitate any Perfect. of those things great so
0: i heard you say a minute ago that the charitable fund is um involved with paying for some of this and i would had forgotten about that there's a, i remember we do that um that vote every year yep. um other sources of funding? That yeah, that's a good question. So the camp
1: costs uh, roughly five to six hundred dollars per camper, mm-hmm. um, and nobody pays a dime. We don't ask any camper, no matter where they what their background is, we don't ask for a dime from them for anything. They just need to get there, mm-hmm. and we can even help them get there if they can't afford that. Um, so we're able to get all those folks up there, and it's you know this year we're probably looking at a twelve to thirteen thousand dollar bill total. It mm-hmm. um, might sound expensive since the volunteers are. You know, you know, all of our staffing is volunteer, but, um, you know, we've got to pay for room and board at the camp. They give us a great deal, but mm-hmm. they're operating on a shoestring, and they do great things for us. Um, we've got to rent beds. We've got to just pay for a whole bunch of peripheral supplies, insurance, there. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they yeah. have, sta- you know, yeah. paid staff that they have to right, accommodate. So, sure. um, So what we do um, is... Schaefer Stock has always been, for the last few years, a humongous fundraiser. So thanks, right. you know, all the thanks in the world to the Schaefer family for that. Um, typically, awesome. Schaefer Stock, the last few years, has been a split between Grant Coffee's efforts for veterans uh-huh, uh-huh. and our camp. Uh-huh. Um, so they've done humongous fundraising for us that we really appreciate. Yeah. Um, That's raffle tickets Mm -hmm. uh, and then stuff just on the site there. So if you see the Schaefer stock raffle uh, flyers going around, that's really, really helpful. Um, Ron Vandehay ran a ski tournament for a couple years. that did great things for us. That all benefited the camp. Um, And I I can't let this go by without mentioning the name Ed Grenfell. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of folks have probably never met him. He was retired probably before 60% of our membership was working. But Ed's the reason why uh, Portland firefighters are so engaged with Uh muscular dystrophy. Uh, He was out at training when that um generation of Alan and those folks, you know, coming up on twenty years ago now, yeah, um was coming through that he just got them really excited to to get involved, get involved. and it's a, a good way to, you know, give something back for our, our really fantastic careers and our great lives. Right. So uh Ed Grenfell um not only got that momentum built where we had all those people giving up a week of their summer to go volunteer, um, but he still still helps out, still comes to camp every year. And he also ran a poker tournament, uh, uh, yeah. this is, and this is important. Uh-huh. So Ed ran a poker tournament up in Welch's at the Skyway Pub, great little place, uh-huh. for years and years and years, and that paid for close to half of our camp. That's awesome. It was a really fun event. Uh-huh. The mountain community up there is really proud of it. Uh-huh. Uh, they all feel like they're pitching for something something good. <laughs> So, um, with that said, we are going to have our very first, uh, poker tournament because Ed, um, moved away and moved out to the coast mm-hmm. and it's just too much to ask of him to yeah. try to keep that going. But, yeah. um, we didn't want to let that slide and we right. thought it'd be fun for the union to take it over. So Travis has been, Travis Chipman has been fantastic. Um, yeah. there's a lot of legalities involved in that actually to hold an above, uh, above board to host a it, poker charitable tournament. Really? It's, it's actually, you got a paperwork with the Secretary of State. There's mm-hmm. all these rules you have to follow and everything. So Travis is Travis and he's done a great job of of doing the Getting homework. Getting all the ducks in the a row. Yep. <clears throat> so me. we've got that coming up. Is
0: um, so somebody taking over for, for Ed in particular? Is there an individual or is it just, we're just sort of figuring out how it's going to roll now?
1: Well, uh, You mean for as far as the tournament? Yeah, yeah. um, Travis, I think is Travis is 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 jump in the hot seat. He's
0: I don't know how he finds so many hours in the day, but I should make a plug there real quick. Someone step up, Travis. (laughs) Travis's plate's overflowing, and he does work harder than anybody I know. So um, there's got to be somebody who loves poker. I know Travis loves poker, too. Yeah. But uh, find <laughs> somebody who can maybe step up and, and take over that would be great.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, reach out to me or Travis or anybody you know yeah. that you know is affiliated and we'll, we'll get you more involved, um, if that's your thing at all. Um, so the poker tournament, this is a great way for people to, to, to give something. Um, April 14th, it'll be at the Union Hall. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. card's hopefully in the air about 10 a.m. and hopefully wound down about 5 or 6 p.m. Uh, yeah. We're going to have the trailer out there, uh, beverages available for folks. mm mm-hmm. um, we're just, it's a really laid back, really fun time. There'll be prizes for the, you know, probably most of the final table, if not all of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a really, really great thing. And it'll hopefully pay for, like I said, close to half of our camp in a day of catching awesome. up with the retirees and community members that they like to so, contribute to.
0: So I'm just checking my calendar. It looks like a, a Sunday. Correct. Yep. April 14th is Sunday. I'm I not, don't see a shift calendar right now. Sorry. Uh, a shift. That's a shift. Okay. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think it's a shift. Um, all right, so we do want to talk about Campbell, but before we get to that, is there anything else you want to hit? We're forgetting the future of the program. I think it's been a pretty good hist- history for some of the people. You know, a lot of the newer newer um, members might not be as up to date with the MDA stuff. Is there anything else you want to jump? No, in on? No, I think
1: the short list is um, working trades for folks that are counselors, yeah. um, considering being a counselor yourself, yeah. uh, and then you know showing up to the poker tournament, you know buying raffle tickets for Schaefer stock, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It builds this really amazing kind of team effort for this thing that we're still able to pull off 10 years later, 11 years later. So yeah.
0: Just get involved. Yeah. Get involved. We need, we need people. Yep. It's, and it's a great event. And
1: none of it would have happened without Alan's leadership at the
0: beginning. So Right on. Awesome. So if anybody has questions or the things that we missed, feel free to, uh, I guess, get in touch with Sean. Yeah. How long ago was it that this all started? Too long. Too, <laughs> <laughs> it's a technical term. I'll be the first to say it. Too exactly. long. <laughs> yeah, I not agree. It seems like it. has uh, been been a long time. Yep. Uh, so do you, you want me just to give a little background, or what, yeah, because do you probably go? there's probably a good number of people sure. that have come in and didn't know yeah. about it.
1: Again, I think this project started about half of our membership ago. No way. Um, it was okay. I got hired in 2007, and uh-huh. the idea of a new memorial I think was just getting started. Uh huh. Um, and basically, uh, we'll just rewind it all the way back. So, uh, you know, the current Campbell Memorial. Um, I think we'd probably have unanimous or near unanimous consent Mm -hmm. um, has seen better
0: days. It's inadequate.
1: It's yeah. For the purposes that we want, we want to have a space that's not only a a proper memorial to Mm -hmm. fallen firefighters, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we want to have a place where we can gather at important times. Yeah. Whether that's the Campbell Memorial ceremony, whether that's September 11th, um, whether God forbid we actually have uh, uh, somebody that we need to honor and add to the wall. Yeah. Um, We needed something bigger, grander, more appropriate
0: more appropriate to go
1: to that's how the conversation started all this was before um i was uh involved with the board so take a a short step uh back here um so the way that the board functions for the campbell memorial board of trustees which is what it's officially called Mm -hmm. the bylaws um say that the chief of the bureau whoever the current chief is is always involved and they have responsibilities also as a secretary treasurer which is important um, I did not know that. So we'll get to that for where, where everybody's okay. money is at right now. Um, okay. So there's there's always the chief of the bureau on the board and then there's always one active bureau member which um, uh, Paul Cora was that member for a uh-huh. very, very long time. Uh-huh. Um, and then as Paul saw his retirement coming, he and I had had some conversations. He invited me to join and um, and I was, you know, very honored to be invited. And so the
0: people out there are saying, "Paul, who?" Yeah, so right. Paul Cora, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: fantastic guy. He's currently does a bunch of work, even as a retiree with FEMA, but uh-huh. um, and he does a lot of volunteer work still. Yeah. Um, he is. Uh, Recently actually retired from the Campbell board as well, after okay. 30-something years total. Uh-huh. So even after he retired as the as the active, active member, he yeah. took one of the um, citizen civilian spots on the board. So there is for the last, uh, I don't know, couple decades at least, it's been a seven-member board. So chief of the bureau, mm-hmm. one active member, and five community members. Got it. Um, back about 07 through 09, um, they dreamt really big. They held a design contest that was facilitated facilitated by Portland State.
0: Uh huh. Yes. And the
1: winning design was uh, made by Aaron Welton Architecture. It's the one probably everybody's seen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't, DavidCam Memorial.org. Um, okay. It's got all kinds of schematics and mock ups and stuff on there okay. that we've worked on yeah. over the years. Um, and. I guess if we're going to be frank and honest. Here's, here's what happened. this is the place to do it. <laughs> I think that's the only way to it. I be. think there yeah. were, uh, there were, <laughs> there were uh, political promises made that this thing was going to get funded very easily. Yeah. So when it was dreamt up, it was kind of a sky's the limit project. Right. And so they came up with this amazing design that's not cheap. Right. Um, some of those promises didn't come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not as easy as thought to publicly fund it. Uh, Or fund it through traditional means, like bond measures that were attached to the stations, or art budgets, or general city budgets. And then some politicians retired, um, and then the project just kind of had to find new legs. Hmm. So you had this board that was these members that are all really, really busy, private citizens. That's the kind of people that step up for something like that, who all of a sudden now are tasked with raising three quarters of a million dollars. Oh, they don't have the
0: connection. The other ones Well, they, they have a lot know. of great
1: connections. The, the time is always I mean, been connection struggle. to the project. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, some of them have been on that board for a really long time. Okay. They're really proud of it. Um, it's, okay. there's pretty neat. Um, they, they really see it as their way of giving back uh-huh. to us, to the uh-huh. community. Um, so they take it really seriously. It's just always been a struggle of time for those folks to engage in the way we need to, to take on a project that big. Okay. So what happened was, so then we go back to Oh nine. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a couple years into that, it was clear that that funding wasn't going to work out that way. So we had to kind of reboot. So I think it was 2014 when we held the union vote to have uh, an assessment. Assessment, yeah. And it was an opt-out assessment. Everybody had fully had the right. All they had to do was notify mm-hmm. the union they didn't want to contribute. But yep. 12.50 a member a month for one year. So mm-hmm. it wound up being it was all tax deductible through CAM memorial. Mm-hmm. So basically it was roughly a buck a shift for everybody for a year yeah. and it doesn't sound like much but that was that's a hundred grand that's in the bank right? right um and the idea was we would get the good name of the local mm-hmm. we'd get a hundred thousand in the bank get some skin in the and game get some skin in the game yeah. and we would get out there and fundraise yeah um but like i was mentioned before uh we face a lot of challenges with getting some of that private sector engagement. Who's we? When you said we, are we going to go out and as a board? the board. okay yeah. I'd put myself in the mix. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's things that I can do that I can't, there's things that they can do that I can't do. Right. You know, I'm, yeah. I don't speak a CEO's language right. to get an appointment with, right. you know, a big shot at a foundation or, or corporation or anything. So where we're at, let's just, you know, I'm not, not here to be negative about or anything, but, mm-hmm. you know, just to catch people up and yeah, be yeah. really honest. Um, two things that have to be parallel. We okay. have to have civic engagement like through our local politics and through the bureau Mm -hmm. and we have to have private sector engagement we had i think the momentum for that private sector stuff but at the time we had a different fire chief right we're not here to name names (laughs) but we had a different fire chief who was not necessarily supportive of our goals okay chief Myers comes along Mm -hmm. who's extremely supportive Mm -hmm. and then really quickly got some public money in the pot Mm-hmm. So he worked. He worked his magic, mm-hmm. and got. Uh, we have a hundred thousand dollars from the city, also. So Good. basically, matching funds for what we it's did.
0: Okay, to be positive too. I think that was yeah. Saltzman.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. it really was. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: w- We came through with
1: for us. Yep. Oh, he did definitely. Um, Saltzman and Nick Fish um, mm-hmm. were definitely very much in our corner on that. Mm-hmm. They deserve um, credit for that. So fast forward to where we're at now. The private sector crowd on the board is not only rebooting but re-energized, and. Really? I, yeah. Okay. I, uh, there's there's a couple open spots, like I mentioned, Paul uh-huh. Cora, and then a couple other folks that have been on right. the board for a very long time, Yeah. Um, retired from it. So we've got an opportunity to fill some seats with the right people.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I don't want to until they're committed. I don't want to say Who names is. or anything, but we'll okay. let you. We'll let everybody know as soon as those okay. people are actually sworn okay. in. Um, one that I will say, because he's committed to me, that yeah. he's very interested is Don Porth. Oh, right. And on. that's another name that if you're newer, um, you need to know this name because it's he's just. An outstanding individual has done so much for us over the years. Um, Don is the one who, if you've ever seen the Portland Fire History book, mm-hmm. uh, worked with uh, one of the city historians and made that. He is super passionate about history, yeah. uh, specifically of the fire service and Portland Fire. Um, he retired out of the FMO probably what, eight or 10 years ago now? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, he is, we absolutely needed him on board to just help out. Yeah. When it comes time to build this thing, to make sure we're perfect, we want every name to be perfect. Yeah, um, we want to make sure that it lines up with the memorials in Salem, the memorial in Colorado. Yep, we yep. want everything perfect across the boards. And Don's the only one that I know of who can make sure that's yeah, that's he,
0: accurate. He came in and we talked about that, and there's definitely some discrepancies that he's working on to, yeah. to align the all the different lists. So we're, we're looking at uh, hopefully
1: swearing Don as an official
0: member of right. the right. board of right. trustees, which right. would be great. And then there's a couple yeah. other names that are
1: I'm um, excited yeah. about. So he does he does good work. Yep. So um, currently right now, so let's go back to the fire chief's office. The fire chief's office controls the money. They are in the bylaws, the treasurer. So Jan okay. Moore is basically, administers our bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard questions out there. Where's, you know, where's our money? Is it safe? That's, and, one, of, that's and one of my questions. I wish our money was growing faster, but it is absolutely rock solid safe. Cool. Um, we're at about just shy of a quarter million dollars right
0: now. Okay. Sitting in a bank. Okay. Um, and ready to be built on, basically. So that's where we're at. Yeah. That's where it is. The money is, Yeah. where do we need to get, where do we need to
1: go? So, uh, I've had some great conversations with Travis and Alan lately mm-hmm. and some other folks, you know, mm-hmm. the union officers, um, yourself, mm-hmm. um, my personal vision is that I think we need to get a, to about five to $600,000 mm-hmm. and then really hit, uh, what the realities are of what we can trim back mm-hmm. in the budget to make sure we're staying on target. Cause obviously construction costs have gone up in the last 10 years. Sure. Have. Um, and then I think hopefully we'll be at a jumping off point to get the city more directly involved funding. Okay. Um, and then we've always talked about, you know, people have kicked around the GoFundMe crowdsourcing type of stuff. Right. Um, I think that uh, when we've had those conversations on the board, it's always been seen that that'll be kind of a final hurdle to get yeah. the public really engaged. Yeah. So, say yeah. your last $100,000 of the budget, yeah. that's when we kind of launch a big right. public campaign that says, hey, we're mm-hmm. about to break ground and we need the public involved in this too, because be, it's going to be such an amazing spot. I mean, we're right by OMSI, right mm-hmm. on the water. It's going to be this thing that's vision, you can, you know, it's going to be beautiful from the other side of the river. It's right going to be one of those things that yeah. I know it's taken a long time to get this thing built, but when, not if, it's all done. It's going to be amazing, and it's going to be one of those things that you know, goes be, across the generations. People are going to appreciate it.
0: It'll be part of the Portland, yep. uh, I don't want to say skyline, but mystique, or just yep. what vis- visibly people think of when yep. they think uh, of Portland.
1: Especially as the lap around the river and the Esplanade and everything yeah. just continue yeah. to get better.
0: So that's um, something just to real visit real quick, because shockingly, maybe not everybody knows where it's supposed to go.
1: Uh, just north of Station 21 okay. on the river. Yeah. Um, and, uh, if you haven't seen the, the design, if you're newer and you just maybe heard about it, but don't know much about it, go and look up org uh-huh. and, uh, check out the design. It's pretty, pretty amazing. The kind of core of us that are you know concerned about the fundraising issues on yep, the board yep, yep. have started to do homework into a contracted hourly fundraising organizer.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. And this
1: is kind of like, um... You know, you hear about those folks that will do their fundraisers for you, but they want a cut of it. Well, I think we've identified an individual who bills hourly. Uh So it's not like they're going to be shaving off that, but they do need to be compensated for their time. But so there's a – basically, and they help you with packaging and with contacts and with making sure that everything's as professional as it needs to be for the the dollar amounts that we're asking for from people. So
0: a question I have is um – this is all on. It's on city property. Does whoever ends up doing the work need to be contracted through the city, permitted through the city? Is it going to be done by the city, um, like um, facilities people, or is it going to be contract like whatever the concrete work, the the metal work? Is that going to be done by a private uh, uh, construction company that is going to be contracted by the city? And uh, real quickly, yeah, can we just start to do some of it ourselves? That's a great question. And we've actually had
1: conversations. It's been a while now. We need to reach out back out to him, but with Tom Chamberlain from the AFL-CIO yeah. about things like, um, you know, masonry apprentice programs and having them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, those are <laughs> shockingly really complicated questions yeah, because you have, uh, I'll, I'll say this, it's not going to be constructed by city employees. Is my okay. understanding. Okay. Um, it will be privately constructed but there's sensitivities with all that because it is city of Portland property. So whether we have to um, abide by prevailing wage and something like an apprenticeship or all hands type of thing, right? our time as a union is better spent fundraising okay, and and, and having it professionally built by a big name contractor. Like, right. And then right. they handle it and go yeah. because to, to organize like, okay, then you guys, okay, get to this point and then stop and pack it all up and we're going to get... A couple dozen people out to lay the sand.
0: Mm.
1: You know what I mean? Like it's.
0: Yeah, I hear you. It's it's
1: great in theory, but I don't know that it's practical for the timeline to actually once we break out and get the thing built. Right. Let's take a quick
0: second and you can check in.
1: Toddler control, pardon me. Yep.
0: And we're back. (laughs) Is there any date where this is just not going to happen or this is just a matter of time and it's going to happen? We're just going to. One inch, one step at a time. or are Just keep moving forward.
1: I can't even consider not doing this personally. It's going to happen. Um, okay. I just, it, it's going to be an iconic, amazing thing that yeah. we're all going to really appreciate for a really long time, yeah. even if it's been slow and painful getting there. <laughs> um, and you know, I think there's something to be said too for the improvements we want to make to honor yeah. Yeah. folks in other categories. So this is this is maybe something I should mention earlier. But um, so one of the things, uh, you know, if you go to the the current Campbell Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a list of line of duty deaths. Right. Um,
0: I forgot about that actually. There's yeah.
1: uh, th- one of the most important things since I uh, joined the board. To me, uh, and we had it officially inked long ago was that we weren't we were going to be more holistic in covering folks that that die. And so uh, we are very much, definitely, officially going mm-hmm. to have a list of service-connected deaths as well. Perfect, so, right? As um, it should be. Yeah. And so you know you have to pick a standard, and as uh-huh. a board of seven folks on a board, um, what we're going to have to do is basically follow the vetting of F P D N R. So mm-hmm. if FPT&R has determined makes sense that something is a covered injury, yeah, um, that led to somebody passing away, then, yeah. then we're going to honor them forever. It's too important of a project. Um, it will happen.
0: Well, how about this? We're probably about time to wrap it up. Maybe you can just, how about just commit to letting us know when yep. you have the new board members. Yeah, and if you do end up getting that uh, p- uh, pay per hour fundraiser individual, if that cool. if that happens, just kind of keep people up to date.
1: Um, can I take one second along the lines of whatever you need, especially about the memorial, to say thanks to um, the two prior captains, the twenty ones, and all the crews at Station Twenty One. Absolutely, um, they've showed up for fundraisers. They've been really positive Mm -hmm. about things um Mm -hmm. especially to the public when it matters um both uh marty getch and chris barney were super supportive of this project and have been champions so really appreciate it thank you um right on that's
0: all i have thanks so much thank you take care have a good day